Hello, everyone, and welcome to Water Cooler Talk. This, you know, it sounds pretty stupid, but yeah, I think it's super catchy. I think it's, you know, just a tentative name, but you know, we're just trying to stay there for now, I guess. You know, I don't really have anything, have any better ideas at the moment. Uh, basically, everything I hope that this could or could not be is I want to talk. You know, mostly it's about Philly sports sports in general, like that kind of thing, but I wouldn't stray too far away from like talking about music, movies, TV, or anything else like that. But, you know, I can't really promise anything past that, I guess, right now. Uh, you know, thanks to Corona, you know, we all know what's going on, but I just hope everyone's staying safe. You know, social distancing, you have to do all that. If you don't think that you know more than CDC or anyone like that, they know more than you. So please, you know, stay the fuck home. You don't have to. You know, you got to go eat your food, got to go do everything. But when you don't, stay the fuck inside. And I just want to say, you know, thank you for giving this podcast a chance. You know, I know you don't really have anything better to do, but, you know, it means a lot to me. So in the meantime, uh, I really want to talk Eagles, and I've been waiting to do this just so I could talk about the draft, you know, do a recap of everything I think, you know, because it was kind of chaos for three days. It was pretty insane what what all they did, and I don't really know how I feel about it still, but, you know, I can – someone can dream, right? So the big thing that I wanted to start with – was talking about the 21st overall pick, Jalen Reger, a wide receiver from TCU. Uh, like everyone else, I think, or most every Eagles fan, I wanted Justin Jefferson in a bad way, and I wanted him for three months, and it hurt to watch them pass on him. Uh, granted, there was a lot of thing, a lot of news the past couple days, the couple days before the first round that you know Howie and Doug were super high on this guy so I'd like to think that they know more than me because there is a lot to be excited about the more that I looked into him because I didn't really know the guy because you know TCU hasn't been good for a little bit and I didn't really I didn't know the name because they weren't that big so he ran a 447 at his combine which isn't like you know, it's good, but it's not like astounding for a wide receiver, but it's not really the whole story because at his pro day or his virtual pro day, he ran an unofficial four, two, two and a four, two, eight. So granted, you know, hopefully assuming those are realistic then that would have been the fastest draft at this year's combine. And it would have been insane to see it's the video is ridiculous. Uh, Cause basically Everything they're trying to do right now is just turn the Eagles into an absolute speed factor. That they have this guy who can clock under 4-3. They drafted John Hightower from Boise State, who ran a 4-4-3 at the Combine and was an all-state track runner in high school. They swapped six-round picks to get Marquise Goodwin from the 49ers, who ran a 4 2 at his combine and last year at a contest where he won because he raced and beat everyone 
he clocked in at a 4.25, which is absurd. And they also got good value in the late round. They got Quez Watkins from Southern Mississippi State. And he ran a 4.35 at the combine. So basically, all I'm assuming right now is that they're turning the Eagles rather than being like conventional. You know, you got your couple, you got a slot receiver, you know, who can burn people. He's a good round runner. And you got your big guy, which was Alshon for us, that they just want to make everything about speed, that they just want to have guys that can take the top off and let Wentz let it fly every play, which also concerns me because as much as he has character flaws and injuries and, you know, all the drama with him possibly in the locker room I've always liked Alshon and I think he's you know doesn't get enough love for being an enormous part of the Super Bowl run in 2017 but hopefully you know Reger can grow to be that kind of guy because basically all I'm getting from you know everything that Howie and Doug have said is that he's gonna they're gonna try and morph him into Deshaun Jackson you know be able to fly. They want him to return. He was second in FBS and a TCU school record. He had 20.8 yards per punt return. He's also just an athletic freak. In high school, he had a 26-foot long jump, which, to put in perspective, would have been 10th at the 2016 Olympics, which is absurd to think about. And his numbers don't really pop off the charts, but that's not entirely on him, given that Pro Football Focus went and said that 61.4% of passes thrown to him were listed as catchable, which out of the 120 wide receiver prospects in this year's draft, he ranked 118th. So you can't entirely put the blame on him because he did have an incredible year, his junior year, but he kind of dropped off his senior year. Uh more than anything, I think that Eagles fans are bugged about rather than passing on Jefferson and taking Rager is the fact that they did not trade up, which kind of made me livid watching all night too, because CD lamb, as we all know, fell to 17th overall and was taken by our lovable friends, the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones. But the more that I've thought about it, I have grown to not mind it simply because that was a stupid, stupid, stupid fucking pick for Jerry Jones. It was ill-advised. They had a glaring hole that they needed to fill on defense where they could have taken Caleb on Chasen or any other defensive prospect, but they took Lamb just out of spite. I'd like to think that that will backfire on them and that that was a stupid decision for them to make in the long run because everyone's saying, oh, you know, Cowboys, the offense is elite. You know, nobody can stop this offense when in reality they've had an elite offense for really ever since Dak got there and, you know, Dak became their guy. But, you know, they haven't done anything with it. You know, they've won all of what, two playoff games? They've gone to the playoffs two times? Yeah. They've only won one, I think, off the top of my head. So I'd like to think that, you know, oh, we'll go get it. 
us going to get Slay was huge because Amari Cooper's had historically bad against Slay. Slay's been locking him up in the four times they've ever met up. So hopefully that takes him out of the equation. And I'd love, 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 love to see a big year out of Sidney Jones because I think he still has potential and he's not, he isn't the guy we drafted yet because he could very well get significantly better. So I think if he can rise up, then that is a huge bonus for us. And we just signed Nico Roby Coleman from the Rams, which I think was a great pick because I think he's super underrated. So hopefully, you know, the Cowboys aren't a problem still. I still think they're the most overrated franchise in all of sports. You know, they haven't done anything in decades. It's absurd to think they're relevant still, that they should be relevant still. They're just simply that because they're America's team. So I don't think it really pertains to the Eagles just yet. I don't think they need to worry about them. But the big thing that kind of set Philadelphia on fire was on day two. You know, 53rd overall, the Eagles are looking to take a possibly another receiver, maybe another, maybe a linebacker. You know, got to fill that hole with Bradham leaving. But they took Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, in the second round. Now, I think, granted, I understand why they did it, but I'm just confused why they didn't wait and try and get better defensive potential there. They, I feel like they definitely could have waited and saw him in the third or the fourth round, considering Jake Fromm, who was, you know, on most boards, like the best quarterback available at that time. He didn't get picked until the fifth round. But basically, you know, everyone's saying, oh, well, they're just going to turn him into Taysom Hill. But why would you draft Taysom Hill in the second round? I, I get they're going to run this two-quarterback offense. Who's going to throw the ball? Wentz could be catching it, that whole sort of thing. But I just really still don't understand it. Granted, I love the dude in college. I have always thought he got too much shit for when he got benched at Alabama. Because I think he's incredibly talented. He's a great leader. He's I think he's going to be a great guy in the locker room. You know, he makes everyone around him better. Hopefully that strengthens the quarterback room because he's a proven winner. Everybody knows what happened. You know, he has a poor national championship. Tua comes in, leads him. But then Tua goes down in the SEC, SEC championship next the next year. Jalen comes in, saves the day. But then he transfers to Oklahoma. Absolutely tears it up there. So... I don't hate Jalen Hurts. I hate them picking Jalen Hurts in the second round. And I don't think he really deserves it. He had a video conference that night. He was kind of just deflecting all the questions from every Philly reporter. You know, I'm just blessed to be here. You know, they don't, he doesn't want to talk about being a backup. But what I really didn't understand was that after they took Rigger, how he said that they would have had to give up their second round pick to trade up, which he wasn't willing to do. So he was banking on rather than trading up to get CD lamb, who's I thought was the best wide receiver prospect in the draft. 
he instead went and took a backup quarterback. I, I don't really think he, he said, you know, no, no position is more valuable in sports than quarterback. And the Eagles have seen the value of that, which they have. Um, that's not necessarily wrong at all. You know, everybody knows Foles, how valuable he became, how much he got paid. So he basically just, you know, he said he wants to turn us into, into a quarterback factory, which I don't really understand because I, I guess that just makes him more valuable down the line and then they trade him for picks, I guess. I, I don't really understand what how he was on about. I, I still don't understand it. It's still blowing my mind even talking about it now. Uh, but the rest of the picks, you know, they didn't really get the media attention that they did. Uh, they did draft for, for their needed linebacker. They drafted Davion Taylor in the third from Colorado, which I, looking at his stuff, he's pretty undersized for a linebacker in the NFL, but he plays with a really ferocious tenacity. And I love that. I love that he, you know, gets after the ball. Uh, so hopefully, you know, maybe he puts on weight or if not, they turn him into sort of a nickel safety kind of deal. And they also drafted Sean Bradley, who is a little homegrown boy. He's from Jersey. He went to Temple. He saw all the videos of him, you know, crying because he got drafted by his hometown Eagles. I love that. You know, hopefully he gets a chance to prove himself. I hope all these guys do. Uh, they drafted for their, hopefully, to try and spark some kind of a, some kind of a tackle battle now that, you know, the bodyguard, Jason Peters, is gone. And apparently Andre Dillard, you know, isn't really, you know, a great guy. You know, he hasn't been happy with what he's done. You know, how he doesn't really like him, apparently. So apparently they're going to have a little bit of a tackle battle between Jack Driscoll from Auburn and also recently drafted Prince Tega Wanogo from Auburn. Now Driscoll, he's also apparently been learning center, learning how to snap since the combine. So in the inevitable soon future that Jason Kelsey can no longer play or he retires or whatever, then hope, hopefully Driscoll's at the backup plan. Uh, as much as I love Kelsey, that's a thing that everyone has to consider because it's not too far away. But the thing that I really love was I didn't know who Prince Tego Wanogo was until the Eagles drafted him. So I looked it up and he actually has a ridiculously absurd story. First off, he was a great value pick because originally he was supposed to be a first, second, third round pick projected by McShay. So the fact that he fell to us in the sixth is really surprising. Uh, but originally he's actually from Nigeria and he came to the United States to play basketball because uh, he was 6'5", 250 pounds. And the people he was living with, uh, his friend played football. So he went to the football practice and the head coach there, Bobby Carr, said, you know, you should try it. And so he put on cleats, he put on pads, and he hadn't played D-end. 
And he immediately fell in love and was turning this highly recruited player. He went to go play for Auburn and he had a really, you know, I'm really summing it up short. Uh, but he had a very, you know, Michael or blindside story, but that's, that's not here, neither here nor there. My favorite pick of the entire draft by far was Kayvon Wallace because it blows my mind that he fell to the fourth round because he was insane the past couple of years at Clemson, which I, I just don't get why he was passed on so much. Uh, he's been mentored by Brian Dawkins, a former, another former Clemson safety. And I just, I love his attitude. He plays to win and he's an absolute animal on the field. I think he could be great. And I hope he gets, I can see him getting a lot of time. Uh, and then their last pick was Casey Tuhill. He's a D lineman from Stanford. He had a pretty good senior year. He had eight sacks, a forced fumble, and everyone knows how big the Eagles are on D-line, how important that is to them, and you know how much they've invested into their godlike D-line over the past four or five years. So hopefully this all works out, because again, I would like to think that Howie Roseman knows more than I do, granted. You know, aside from Hertz and Rager, you know, I like, I really like the rest of these picks. Um, so what I'm planning to do is at the end of these episodes, I've always been obsessed with making top five lists of like any random category. It used to be a thing that I would do, but today as like an inaugural one, I'm going to do my top five picks of the draft for the Eagles. So, number one, I would say would be Kayvon Wallace because I just age his cock and I just love everything he does. I, I love everything about how he approaches himself. Two, I would say Rager just because I would like to love him just for the time being. I can't. As the same is with number three is Hertz. Four is John Hightower, who I didn't really talk about, but I think he could be a great special teamer. I think he has a lot of potential because the dude flies and everybody saw that, you know, that video of him when he got drafted and his grandmother and she said, we're going to fucking Philly. You know, I, I love that stuff. You know, aside from the player of the team, watching guys get drafted, like their reactions at home with their family is always amazing to see. And five, I will say Jack Driscoll, just because I think he has a lot of potential because he knows, tackle and guard already and he's already learning center so that about wraps up episode one hopefully there's more thank you all for coming very much i think this is you know this could be something that i could get very used to uh again stay safe hopefully this is all over soon and you know god bless you guys thank you
gonna do it again, aren't you? Gonna try. Fifteen seconds, please. During what months of pregnancy does a woman begin to look pregnant? September. Something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 